All right, good morning, everybody. My name is Bob Turner, and this is the Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. Uh, Tuck decided to make an appearance early today, so we've got him right in the mix. He'll get tired and go lay down in a second. But um, We've got uh, a special guest today, Belinda Desmond from Keller Williams Realty. Uh, she's Keller Williams Commercial, uh, and I've pulled a few things off the website just because your the intro is long, as is the case with many of our guests. Um, so... Hang on, I'm going to put the dog down for a second. So Belinda's an associate broker for Keller Williams Realty in Greater Portland, Maine, part of the KW Commercial Group. So her focus is really commercial real estate. Uh, she's got 10 years experience in, in talent acquisition before that, talent management, telecommunications engineering industry. She ran a team responsible for over $60 million in annual revenue in 2019. She lives in New Gloucester with her husband Jeff and their two children, three Australian shepherds, self-proclaimed hockey, baseball, and dance mom, <laughs> and thoroughly enjoys supporting her children every season of the year. Uh, in her spare time, she enjoys golf, binge-watching uh, various shows on Netflix, and uh, she's a little-known fact, she's also a certified international barbecue judge. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> she uh, Back to the, the work credentials, though, Belinda is also the owner of the 2021 largest real estate transaction for both Keller Williams Realty Maine and KW Commercial in Maine. So that's pretty impressive. She's a top 20% real estate agent for Keller Williams Realty. So she's no joke. Um, she's been around uh, a bunch of different things. Uh, she's done, uh, you know, sales and, and uh, talent acquisition, human resources, uh, kind of a crooked path to commercial real estate. Um, so yeah, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having she, me. She said when she first came in, she goes, well, I looked at all the other guests you have, and they're pretty pretty capable people. I said, well, hey, <laughs> that's why you're here. So um, yeah. thanks for coming. Um, we met uh, and kind of through mutual friends and construction and everything. Then we're in a BNI group together. Yeah. And now we kind of share some referrals. And, and uh, we were grabbing lunch last week and just doing some networking. And I said, why don't you, don't you be on the podcast? So here we are. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I got my start in real estate a little bit later than than most. Um, I started, oh goodness, um, I was licensed in 2019 mm -hmm. um, and quickly was trying to juggle my life in telecommunications engineering and managing a very successful sales team um, of talent um, acquisition folks that are hiring engineers and trying to dabble in real estate. And originally I was trying to dabble in the residential side of real estate and um, it just really, you know, like most things, if you're really trying to go all in, you should go all in. And I just couldn't manage the two of them. And so in 2020, I decided to jump into real estate. Um, I accepted a position with a commercial real estate team with Keller Williams yep. um, as a director of operations. And so I started in that role with them. I actually um, got in and really it was a successful commercial real estate agent um, just really trying to build the group and that was something I was successful with building teams so I started off with that and then quickly jumped into also helping this person with their property management business yep. and getting that going and then we also I launched a residential division for them as well and grew that team up um, to about 10 agents Wow! and yeah so <laughs> it was a busy first year and I learned a lot um, you know, never really expected it to be the commercial side, but it was um, all very, you know, organic um, growth and it was really fun. And then <clears throat> almost a year into that, I was like, well, if I can do this, then I can do it on my own. And <laughs> lo and behold, here's Desmond Spillane Real Estate with a commercial and residential division. 
Well, that's great. So you're still under the KW umbrella, but you're Desmond's plane, and you have uh, someone that works with you? I do, yeah. Um, so Keller William Realty is really cool. Um, they have, I'm actually a huge fangirl of like Gary Keller and Keller Williams. I love them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they allow you to actually build your brand um, as a team. And I did right. get permission from our CEO from Keller Williams, Maine, um, mm -hmm. to start my own team. Um, when I left my team that I had, um, there was a team member of mine that we worked really closely together. Um, and it was kind of like that Jerry Maguire moment, you know, where help like, me, I'm like, you. who's coming with me with my like fish in the bag? And, and the she's like, <laughs> Liz is like the Renee Zellweger and she's like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll come. I mean, yeah. all joking aside, like we had had a conversation. It wasn't like I was poaching from the team at right. all. We worked really well together. I yeah. was her mentor. I had trained her and um, we started um, Desmond Splane Real Estate. Stayed with Keller Williams um, because of the training, because I, I love um, what they offer you as both a, an agent, as a team, as you know, someone trying to build a business. I think those are important things. Well, first of all, I mean, back, getting back to how you started, it's a tough thing to do part-time. You yeah. touched on that. So you kind of have to dive in. You got to jump, right? Yeah. That's terrifying. scary. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like sitting there talking to my husband and I mean, I had a very successful career. It was that, you know, eight to five job. It, you know, yeah. I excelled in it. I set mm -hmm. my goals. I motivated others. I could do all these things. I knew I was good at it. And this was like the unknown. And then it was also um, very scary because I, I knew when I did it, if I did it by myself, I was immediately going into commission-based 100%. Right. Now, the commission piece didn't bother me because that was my previous role also, a salary plus commission. And, and I excelled in the commission side, so it was great. But the 100%, you know, you get used to making what you're making, and then you go to zero, and everyone says, like, give yourself six months before you're really starting to bring things in. Right. And that terrified me. Um, so, so what did you do uh, marketing-wise? I mean, so here you are, you just jump in, you start, and here I am, you know, Belinda Desmond, and, you know, Desmond's playing real estate. What, how do you get going? And especially when you're, you know, you just pull in from old contacts and your network and... Yeah. How do you do it? No, I mean, 100% like grassroots, like let's, who's in my sphere of, sphere of influence? Mm -hmm. Like who can I reach out to? Um, some of it is, um, you know, just kind of I first create a Facebook page, right? Um, get right. a website going. Um, KW offers a free version of that. So I took advantage of that. I am not a marketing guru at all. I do not like, like the, the creative design piece is not me. Um, yeah. So I, my husband, um, God love him. Um, he is the person in his spare time, um, you know, yep. doing all of that stuff for me right now. Um, but the Facebook page, trying to figure out like who I am, um, like who do we want to be, you know, like color wise. Um, I wanted lime green and black. Elizabeth, um, who started Desmond Splane with me, she's the team member that came over. Um, she was like, well, what about hot pink and black? No one's really doing so it. So you're wearing today. Yep, yep, <laughs> branding. Um, so Maybe you are a marketing guru. <laughs> I do what I'm told. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so we went with pink and black because no one else there out there was doing yeah. it. Um, also, like very, you know, there are some pretty incredible women in commercial real estate, but none of them that are like marketing and out there on their own. Well, I, I will it. say when I'm scrolling or whatever, I, uh, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I see that pink and black, and I know that that's yeah. you guys. And that's, I mean, was it been how, how many years? A year now. Yeah. As so, us, yeah. Right. It doesn't take long to condition people to that. So, right. what do you like most about? being under the Keller Williams umbrella versus say being, you know, Belinda Desmond real estate. 
So right now, what I love about it, and and I don't know if it'll ever get old, like it might, right? Um, but I love, love, love the support. Um, yep. So last year, I had the opportunity to go to, because we do have a commercial and a residential division. Mm -hmm. um, our residential division, I, I feel, has been a lot easier to build up just because of the market right um you know it's it's so the commercial one takes a lot more time um and keller williams um, from the kw commercial side has a ton of support they have a ton of support in general but specifically as it relates to commercial um i had the opportunity to get out to austin and be at headquarters for kw and meet with our three leaders of kw commercial including gary as well as joe williams who was nice. um you know there obviously gary keller is the you yep. know founder joe is as well so they're joe, still heavily involved very heavily involved yep. joe and was sitting was... in there with us like yep. we're being trained he's a part of it sitting in the audience as well that um, makes a big difference it does you know when the leaders are present mm -hmm. Yep. And everyone wants to help everyone, right? So right. I still have people that I met when I was in Austin, and I they reach out and check in and say, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? Right. We have an amazing training um, program called Nucleus. So like anyone really that comes in and really, if you don't know anything about commercial, you can sit down, start going through the training classes. You could get coaching. Um, we call it MAPS coaching mm -hmm. within KW. Um, so that they can really take you through everything from start to finish as well. There's just a significant amount of training available to help you be the best version of yourself that you can be. If nice. that's where you want to. How's the, uh, how's, and, uh, you know, what I know is the residential market is just crazy, right? Mm -hmm. You People make an offer on a house and they get outbid. We had, we, we tried to get 20 different properties. We got outbid every time. Does the, does the commercial market, kind of keep pace with the residential market? Do you see the same trends? Not so much. I mean, not, so let me back up. So like 2020, when I got, when I first started in there, 20 into 21 even, mm -hmm. um, really the commercial market was still relatively unchanged with the exception of course of like retail and office, you know, a lot of vacancies there, restaurants, you know, yep. there were increased vacancies, I would say. Due to COVID. Due to COVID, yeah. yeah. So that played a huge impact on things. I had some clients who decided not to move forward with certain right. um, opportunities from, you know, when they were building their portfolios because of, you know, those things. If there were a lot of retail in the, in the space that they were looking at the mixed-use spaces or office spaces you know really just trying to get a feel on all of that um, but you know from like a multi-unit or a mixed-use space dust um, I'll, I'll talk about industrial in a minute um, mixed-use spaces it was relatively unchanged for a while I mean you could kind of like sneak in there yeah. and like get under contract on a property and still really be able to negotiate in a way that yeah. your clients are getting a great deal as it was um, looking back now, fast forward to 2022, and we're seeing, you know, inventory is, things are changing. Um, commercial is becoming a lot more competitive. Multi-units are so popular right now. Um, so COVID actually created more inventory initially? COVID, yes and no. I would say like on the commercial side for multi-units at first, it was really, you, you, I really didn't feel like things were unchanged. But as we've come into the later part of 2021 and 22, yep. I've noticed a significant increase where a lot of times the numbers don't make sense. Right. Typically, I see them on the... on. Well, I've looked at it before. Yeah. You look at a three unit in Portland and they, oh, want, yeah. they want 750 for it. Mm -hmm. Try to make the numbers work on that. I, you can't. I, you're yeah. at like negative two year one. And right. you're like, okay. Right. Um, not many people can really make that work. Right. But you do see it more in like the five units and less primarily because I think um, those are more affordable, right? Um, so you yep. can kind of like jack it up. But Well, now that we're nerding out a little bit on, on commercial real estate, uh, one of the things you mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it in your intro, but people uh, 
when they sell something, they have a certain amount of time to put that money towards something else. And that's a, a 1031 exchange, right? From mm -hmm. what I, you know, my limited knowledge of it. Um, talk about that for a minute. What's that? Yeah. So 1031 exchange is a great opportunity for someone who has a portfolio um, or anything that they're, you know, that they're not, it's not their primary residence really. It could even yeah. be a camp if they're renting it out. You could 1031 exchange out of that as well. On but a residential property? As long as it's not your primary home. Okay. So like if you have a camp and you're, um, you know, renting it out X, yep. X amount of number of days. So like the way that that works is like if you, you know, say you're, you're renting it out 14 days and you're only staying 14 days during the summer, like you can mm -hmm. utilize that as a 1031 exchange okay. out. But for commercial and more traditional commercial, you know, folks have a portfolio and they're probably looking to, maybe they're looking to offload it because the market's right. Um, right. You know, like I have friends, or I have a client that, you know, has a portfolio in Lewiston and they're looking to kind of like upgrade their portfolio in a sense. Yeah. And they know that they can really offload that for a decent return on their original investment. So they might say, all right, I'm going to sell these. And then they know that in, if they don't want to pay capital, um, you know, capital gains tax, they can roll into a 1031 exchange immediately. So basically you sell your property, you have X number of days to identify um, the properties that you might consider purchasing. So you have to identify and you have to work with, you know, make sure okay. you properly identify that. And then from there, you have X number of days to, to um, go under contract and close. If you don't meet those deadlines, then you're going to pay the capital gains tax. Okay. It's really a numbers game. So, right. like, if someone has a property that they're thinking, you know, hey, I want to upgrade this or I want to change, um, I had clients who were looking to get rid of their investment properties um, that they had, um, you know, they had a camp and they had something else, and they 1031 exchanged out of those into a nine unit. Um, that just, it was more of a passive um, mm -hmm. opportunity because then they hired a property management group and they didn't have to do that themselves. So right. it made more sense. It matched a lot their to retirement it. plans. Commercial real estate. Yeah. My, dad, my dad was in commercial real estate, so I've got some familiarity with it. Kind of a neat business. I know yeah. he enjoyed it. It was a great career for him. And, and yeah. there was a lot of negotiation and yeah. deals to be had. And he enjoyed that um, and met a lot of great people along the way. So. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers. And if you love that stuff, like I like the project management piece of it yep. you know it's a lot of moving parts it's like with residential once you get it under contract it's like easy you know you kind of coast yeah. through and you're just like checking the boxes in real estate that's really where the deal like gets started so what's a typical day for you in the world of commercial real estate so I mean right now um, Mondays I usually look to be just kind of clean up so different from residential with with commercial they really do kind of stick to a Monday through Friday schedule yeah. for the most part kind of nice it is kind of nice so <laughs> So yeah. apparently everything waits until Monday. No. Um, I mean, there are certainly things that come up on the weekends and yeah. my clients know they can always reach me if they need to. But I mean, for the most part, from the commercial perspective, like it's a, you know, Mondays are usually my catch up days. I'm going to follow back up with folks. I'm going to, I'm going to dig right in and, and, you know, get updates on whatever we need to. If I need mm -hmm. to get in some place, I'm, I'm making that happen on yep. Monday. Um, Tuesdays, um, I usually start off with, uh, we have a KW commercial meeting. So I usually will make that about um, networking with other fellow KW commercial sure. folks to see like, what do you have going on? Here are some of my needs. What do you have that might be a match? Right. How can we make a deal um, happen for, you know, whatever, whether we're the listing person or the seller. Um, I usually like Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm trying to lead Jen. I'm trying to reach out, follow up with the folks that are in my pipeline, reach out to folks that mm -hmm. I know had maybe an expired property yep. or if I have clients who are looking for something, I'm going to like 
like do like a neighborhood like search and I'm gonna say, all right, I wanna know everyone that has a multi-unit that's held it for 10 years or yeah. more. And I'm yeah. contacting them. And Fridays I kind of will for the most part just try and leave it for if I'm downtown Portland, like if I'm showing like lease spaces or just trying to set up meetings with um, other folks I wanna network with or other brokers. It's a busy week. Yeah. That's a busy week and it probably rarely goes exactly like you oh, lay it, it out. It never does, yeah. What's the, I know in, in residential real estate, at least I think you become an associate broker, then a broker, then if you want to have your own agency, you have to be a DB or designated broker. Mm -hmm. Is that the same in commercial real estate? Oh uh, yeah, it is. So, so it's funny, you don't actually need like a specific license to be a commercial real estate agent mm -hmm. uh, or broker. Um, you know, I, you can do um, additional designations like a CCIM. That's something that I would yeah. love to do. Um, My dad had that too. Yeah. Yep. It's a lot to keep that stuff up. It yeah. is, but it's worth it, I think, yeah. because you're really getting that high-level training. And then you're also, yeah. if someone's looking, you know, maybe they're in Texas and they have clients that are interested in doing something in Maine and they want to refer them out, right. they're looking for someone who has that has experience. That, yeah, yes. and that, that pedigree, so yep. to speak. But yeah, no, yeah. I have my associate's broker license. You know, you start <clears> off as a sales agent and then you have, within your first two years, you've got to take your associate broker class. Once you hit that two years, it ticks over and you're an associate broker and you can stay an associate broker forever. Right. Um, I do want to go for my broker license mm -hmm. so that you know I, I can have the opportunity to, um, you know, be a DB if I ever chose to, you know, go off on right. my own, or even if I stayed with Keller if I ever wanted to, you know, be a resource that other brokers. They offer that training in house. They Keller, don't. Do you have to go outside. Yeah, you have to go out. Um, yeah. I love the Real Estate Learning Group. I've done all of my previous yeah. trainings with them. Um, they just have some really incredible instructors, and yeah. I think they like. I'm always of the mindset like, if you can explain it to me, like I'm a four year old, I'm in because right. I can understand yeah. that and I'll yeah. absorb something. Um, yeah. My retention isn't all that good. I was a kid that had to look in the math book out in the hallway, stuff it in my locker, and then go in and take the test. Right? You're like, stay, <laughs> yeah. stay. Uh <laughs> Talk about, uh, so part of commercial real estate is leasing. That's yeah. a big part of it, right? Yep. Talk about leasing. How involved are you in that? Do you like it? Is it, is it kind of a, a necessary evil to commercial real estate? It doesn't, it's not, not as sexy, maybe. Yeah, uh, but, no, all of those things. Yeah. Um, it's a I think it's a necessary evil. I mean, when I first started off, those were a lot of the calls I had. I mean, when I was on that very first commercial team, I was, I was the director of operations, but mm -hmm. I'm a really hands-on person. So my whole belief was like, if I'm going to be doing this, I also need, if I'm going to be leading a team and training a team, I need to be doing the work also. Mm -hmm. So I did. I would take those, the leasing things are the very first thing that you do. You push those off. So like I was getting those pushed off to me all the time. Like, here you go. Go on this leasing appointment. Go talk to these guys. <laughs> right? They want like a 200 square foot, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, no joke. My very first deal I ever did in real estate was a 200 square foot office office that I made zero money on and I didn't know I wasn't making any money on it until after because the the um, person I was working with said oh yeah I forgot because there's a thing like yeah. if, if the person doesn't stay in the lease for accent like the person yeah. before then you kind of have to fill um, without no pay yeah. and I wasn't made aware that that deal had already happened so yeah <laughs> no, no money first deal I was like I did it and I got nothing I mean I would have made like 25 bucks or something yeah. anyway what's but. your favorite favorite <laughs> listing a favorite thing to do in the commercial real estate arena i i love mixed use um mixed use spaces are like any combination of like if you have a commercial space in the front maybe some retail and then you have the um, residential components in sure. the back or up bottom or top yeah. i just like the mixed use i just think it creates a lot of diversity um 
you know, for the client. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a client who, um, you know, purchased a, an amazing mixed juice last year. We got a great deal on it. I like looking at upside, like yeah. upside to a property. Like yeah. I was, when we were looking at this one in particular, I'm like, there is a ton of upside there. The units were being under rented. Mm -hmm. The commercial spaces weren't rented. It's a cash cow for him now. Um, he loves it. And yeah. that's the stuff I look for is like mixed use spaces with upside, um, or something that, um, industrial i also like really like um industrial that's not traditional industrial um you know industrial is super hot because of the cannabis industry yep. specifically um but um you know like the oa sports center for example sure. um i love that space because it's 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 reach it's a whole bunch of different um mixed use spaces within that it can all be a together. challenge to make sure that yeah you know to kind of orchestrate the the use of the building, if you will. Hey, mm -hmm. we can bring a PT guy in here. We've got a gym over here, orthopedic practice over right. here. So things that probably things that align well. They do. And they can together. like cross refer to each other, which makes it stronger and, within the building. And the opposite probably is true too. You don't want to go put a auto mechanic in where there's a <laughs> massage therapy practice. Right. right? Yeah. That would be and awful. Somebody's over there revving mm -hmm. the engine while somebody's trying to get a massage. So, um, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> well, cool. Uh, so, it's 2022. You've been at it a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the trajectory here? Are you looking to build your team? You're a team builder, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what you've been great at. Yeah. Are you? Does this tree start to grow some branches, uh, or are you just looking to continue to, to do you? And, and how does that all look? Um, I I want to grow. I love, yeah. like you said, I love building teams. I found um, this on the web. Oh. <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I, I want to grow. Um, I just brought on a buyer agent, um, Sarah Ash. She's incredible. Um, hers for yeah. on our, on our residential side, we've got Elizabeth, um, Splain, who's incredible also mm -hmm. on the listing side. Um, I really, my goal for 20, you fire the leases at them, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, Sarah, yeah, I know like this. Sarah, you want to do leases? Yeah. Awesome. Here you go. Um, they're no. great. <laughs> She's a fantastic yeah. sport. <laughs> um, um, but no, like that's definitely the goal. I mean, by the end of this year, I really want to have, um, you know, four folks on my team. And, and, and in saying that, um, I have super control issues. I like to control everything. I'm like very organized and detail oriented. And I have to get very comfortable very quickly um, with hiring an admin that can take over the contract to close piece so yeah. that I can be more present as like a mentor, a leader, um, a trainer, and also continue to like build my database. And that's a funny spot to be as a, as the leader too. Cause I've had trouble with that and identified that this year where like I'll you, when you realize that you're the bottleneck mm -hmm. and you go, Ugh. Yeah. you know, like this, he's better at this than I am. Let's give him that. Um, uh, let's not just use the bookkeeper for debits and credits. Let's push the payroll stuff to her. And I'm in that mode where I'm, I'm moving all the things that I'm not good at Ugh, to that. someone else. And it's, it's really hasn't been a control thing versus more of, I need to pull my weight and I need to do this. I'm the business owner. I've got to get this done. But those are all bricks in your backpack. Mm -hmm. And if you start taking those out and, and getting some help and admitting you need some help and realizing that you've got a business that actually can afford to pay for that, uh, versus you just continuing to get weighted down. That's a pretty good place to be. And also just recognizing that, hey, this guy's better at this than I am, or this right. person really excels at this. It's going to free me up to drive the bus. Mm -hmm. And wow, it, all of a sudden your view starts to go like this. Your head comes up and you go, wow, I, I really can yeah. 
take this thing to the next level, you know? So that's, that's good. I don't, you may think you're a control freak, but it's maybe that you're just super hard working and, and committed and accountable. Right. No, I, and you're right. I mean, it's like when you have your own business, like you're, you are the conductor right. of the train. So it's hard to say, you know, like, okay, I'm going to let someone else do this because like, you feel like you have to be like right on top of everything so that you know what's going on at all times. And yeah, I think it's most, yeah, like a mama bearish. Um, well, I've said this in other podcasts. It's the difference between working on your business and in your business, yes. right? So you're yes. in your business, you're showing, you're doing this. On your business, you're like, hey, Elizabeth, uh, can you show this? Uh, da, 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 da. Can you guys take care of this? Yep. And pushing off stuff. And then now you can be the actual true CEO, right. which is like, okay, you're the visionary. You're looking at things macro level. Where are we going to be in four years? And, and kind of doing the things that you need to do to be able to get there. Right. Not like you just said, I'd like to have four people at the end of the year. Right. Okay. What are you doing about that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So while well, I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm talking to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and by June 1st, I'm going to have four people to interview, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So um, if you don't lay down the tracks to get there, then it's really just, yeah. you know, the a end goal, of the year right? will be here, and you're going to be looking and saying, what did I do? What did what Stan say the other day? He said... Uh, you're, you're a, an archer without a target. Right. Right. Yeah. You know Stan. Yeah. So. Oh my um, gosh. He's fantastic. Yeah. So, well, cool. It sounds like you're in a good spot. Um, you're having fun. You're enjoying your job. Yep. You know? I am. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm be, super you know? excited. I mean, it's great to be able to kind of, you know, decide right. where you're going, when you're going, how you're doing it. And it doesn't mean that you work less, but it just means you work differently. Oh no. People say, <laughs> oh, you, you're lucky you have your own business. Right. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, you get to work every day. <laughs> like, I think I wrapped it up here at 8 o'clock last night, and that's because I did some things during the day that weren't necessarily moving the needle. Right. Right? So, yeah. here we go. Got to so get true. this email. I got to do that. Got to jump on and quote that. I got this person to wait for. I got to get back to them. Oh, my God, three days went by. I didn't respond to that email. So, I know. it's amazing how quickly it can bowl you over. Oh, so, 100%. Speaking of that, how, do you ba- how have you balanced that busy lifestyle with, you know, hockey, baseball, dance, dogs, husband, all the stuff that a lot of people have, but um, you seem to be doing it well? I mean, I try really, yeah. <laughs> really, really hard. Um, no, I have a, my husband is, you know, Jeff, I mean, yep. he's extremely supportive. So, I mean, luckily, you know, I, I have him. I mean, he's great. He he does a lot of, he's like the man behind the curtain for yep. most of the things. And and luckily it's like set up so I can just go and, and be supportive and do those things. And that was a huge driving, you know, that was a huge driving fact when I decided to go out on my own was because I, I didn't want to miss any of those things. I mean, like, you know, like kids grow up so fast. I mean, I have an 18 year old now and he's going to college next year. And it's like, I think the moment that really hits me, I'm going to be like a blubbering baby hiding in my room for like a week. I can tell you when it is. <laughs> it's, it's when you walk back to the car after dropping off yeah. at the dorm room. Right? Yeah. And you have like, that's just it. So... I didn't want to miss any of those mm-hmm. things, and I don't want to miss them. So I think you just find a way. I don't remember um, um, who it was that had said it in your podcast, but it's like you make the time, right? You, you make the it. time to do it. You find that time because it's there. Well, you, I, you know, I, we were talking about 75 hard and that whole, it's yeah. really not a fitness challenge, more of a mental challenge, and, and I've done it. And then jumping back into it, I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. But then all of a sudden you're like, well, I did the two workouts today. Yeah. I did all the stuff. I read my you know, so... We, we do what's important to us. We right. do, somebody told me once, we do what serves us. Yeah. You know, so this is what I want to do. That's what I'm going to get done. We make time for it. We find time mm-hmm. for it. So, well, that's a, so a change in your personal life then because yeah, is he playing college sports? 
So we, you know, we're still like ironing out. Less things you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely less things, which is funny because we just came off like a five day, (laughs) five day vacation, if you will, in Atlantic City, which I was, I don't love Atlantic City, but it It was was hemorrhage (laughs) money, dance, (laughs) dance costume, dance competition, dance this. Dance that. I know, it was and like, then we're in like the stinky room in Atlantic City, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, can't we go somewhere I'll be place out, better? Yeah, I, I was sleeping in the hallway. They got the bench out front. Who's that guy? Ice. Dance dad. <laughs> Dance dad. Jeff. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. But yeah. no, um, so he wants to. Um, he plays bo- uh, baseball and hockey. Um, yeah. I think his hockey career is probably like. I think we watched. You know, the, the last, last hockey. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Um, baseball season is right now, and. I could see him maybe looking at me. Some of the schools that he's been accepted to, he could definitely play baseball yep. um, at. Um, yep. A couple of them he's spoken with the coaches. Those are D3 schools. Um, his first choice school is a D1 school. Um, they, it has a golf course on campus. So, like, if he goes there, I think he'll be golfing a lot yep. and maybe maybe try out for, like, a club team or something. Yep. But I hope that I get to see him. I mean, I at least have baseball season. Yep. But, I mean, it's probably beer league at this and point. And there's a good, pretty good gap between he and your daughter. So you got some years of... Ten of, years, yeah. Of, so you got, you know, yeah. ten years from now, you're going through the same stuff. So. Yeah, I know. It's not over. No, it's not. It's just different. <laughs> <laughs> Hair, makeup, costumes. No, we'll see what, what she decides to do. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And he's great. I mean, he's such a good big brother. Big like, yeah. you know, we hadn't seen him all weekend and he came home last night after, so we saw him when we got home. But yeah. last night he came home after practice and, you know, climbed up in her bed and was chit-chatting with her yeah, and asking cool. her about her weekend. And I'll miss that stuff because yeah. it'll be different. And she will too. She will. She'll be an empty nester at seven, eight years old, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like, what are we going to do? We don't have yep. a baseball game to go to? <laughs> so I saw some photos, uh, was it last fall, on Facebook of, of uh, a climb you did. You did, did. You did Katahdin. Yeah, so. I did. And I'm like the least athletic person you've had on your show so far. <laughs> and I did it, and I was... Some amazing. of those guys haven't done Katahdin. So. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, it's no joke, is it? What trail did you go up? So I did um, Chimney Pond to Saddle um, yep. up to the yep, up to the um, the summit and then down the same way. So um, back down south. Yeah. Yep. So half of us did that route. Um, those of us that were, we were just like not so sure. And then my husband went up, um, I can't remember his trail. Probably Dudley. Able to, Able. Able to okay. um, Knife's Edge. He did Knife's Edge, And yeah. then Saddle down Chimney okay. Pond. Okay, so they kind of yep. came up the other yeah. side or whatever. Yeah. Well, they may have come up Heel and Taylor, but it doesn't Maybe. matter. I don't know. It's a long day, isn't it? It was a long day, but I was like waiting for that moment when I couldn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, can I do this? You know, every time you're like, can I do this? Can I do this? Am I going to be able to, you know, like, and I wasn't going to quit. So I knew right. I was going to do it, but I was just like, how dead am I going to be? Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised at how enjoyable the entire trip was. Like the whole day was amazing. Like, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to do it again this year in August, but I'm going to, I'm going to, um, do Knife's Edge, which we'll see. I have you heard it here first. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> in August. It um, is. Uh, yeah. Knife Edge is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's sketchy, but you, I mean, you got to be yeah. paying attention, but it's not like one step and you're, right. you're over the edge. I mean, there's a couple of spots on there. You really got to pay attention and you got to, you got to have your act together. But, yeah. um, I, I've enjoyed taking groups up there and I really enjoy taking people who haven't done it before. Yeah. Uh, it's probably kind of pretty cool. It can sit back and watch. And, it's so cool. Yeah, and if you get up there soon enough, you know, I like to spend, you know, get up there and spend an hour at the top yeah. and just hang Enjoy out and have it. lunch and chill out and, and take a second and look around instead of looking right at your feet the whole right. time. So I try to do it every year. We did it in October, a friend of mine and I. Um, That's awesome. But I'll no, I'm noticing as I get older, we're slower, you know. 
Of course, yeah. I was I was dragging a few extra bricks in my backpack that day. So. Were you? Oh my <laughs> a few God. extra pounds. So. Do you so like any specific trail, or what's your favorite? We, it's funny. A quick story. We we had a bunch of us that all like had done Ironman or whatever. So we decide we're gonna go uh, up Dudley, the left side, yeah. across Nice Edge, and come down Cathedral. Oh. So. And you don't come down Cathedral, according okay. to Ranger Rick at, right. the, at the Ranger Station. He said, oh, where are you guys headed? We told him. He's like, oh, we don't recommend that. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, are yeah. you telling us we can't? Right. Is this a no? Right. Like, it wasn't a no. So. Are we going to make it? So then we got to the next station at Chimney Pond. Where are you guys headed? Because you can go left or right there. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go up Dudley and down Cathedral. Ooh, we don't recommend that. Well, thanks. <laughs> so we went up Dudley. <laughs> We get over across the nice edge, getting ready to come down Cathedral, and here comes the, the female ranger, and she stops me, and I'm just getting ready to get down. She says, where are you guys headed? Are you coming down? I said, yeah, going down Cathedral. She goes, that's really not a good idea. I said, we totally understand that. We've been up, down, and all over this mountain. We're going down that trail. Oh, my <laughs> So we goodness. popped out at Chimney Pond, and the ranger Rick guy says, he says, where are you guys coming from? <laughs> he goes, down Cathedral. He goes, ooh, we don't really recommend that. So. <laughs> But we had a blast. I'm sure I'm not sure we were the most popular people on the mountain that day, but that's a riot. And they don't want you getting hurt. Up no, there, you know, no, of and, course not. That's you know, funny. and I've been up there, you know, late in the day and seen. I've, I've seen people climbing that thing in blue jeans and a pair of penny loafers. Oh yeah, you know, and no water. Mm. Well, what are you doing? You I know? I couldn't even. We ran into this, this teenager and he blew past us coming yeah. down. And I mean, super athletic kid, and and I end up running into him at a different spot, and I mean, he looked like he was going to die, and I'm like, are you okay? And it's a long he day. He was not. He, it's a long he was day. out of water, and yeah. we still had so much yeah. hill, so I yeah. gave him half of my water. And, oh yeah. You know, I yeah. knew I was good. We did that on the way down. We totally. had to get a guy water. We had a filtration system, took it out of the yeah. brook, and all that. But yeah, you got to be prepared. I don't yeah. go up there with anybody that's not prepared to stay the night. No. Everything in your pack to stay the night. Yeah. It's no joke. I mean, no. you know, so. But it is so much fun. We got to see um, a group finish the Appalachian Trail when That's we were up there. That's pretty cool. That we was did too, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, just watching them celebrate and knowing, like, how far they've come. Where are you coming from? Georgia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It was yeah. wild. It was yeah. fun. It was a great celebration. But, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. It'll be really fun. Yep. Yep. So. Well, hey, this has been fun. It's been great. It's good to have you on. Thanks. Um, what would you say to somebody that's... Uh, you know, looking to start out their career, whether it's a young lady, uh, you know, looking to get in the business world or real estate world or, or a young guy that uh, doesn't know what he wants to do, uh, you know, the floor is yours. What would you say? Um, so two things I always tell my son right now, especially as him becoming, you know, an adult, um, is understand investments and look at how to invest. I think any young mm -hmm. person, you have the world is your oyster at that point, you right. know, like look and see how you might be able to invest and start early and young. There's a lot of colleges and universities that tip some courses where they can kind of teach you yeah. what to look for. I think that's neat. I'm not suggesting that everyone has to go to college, but you know, I think educating yourself on how to invest and starting young is really important. Um, as far as like professionally, um, you know, I think be getting into real estate, if you have an interest in it is, is really relatively inexpensive. I mean, there's a lot of upfront costs, but I mean, sales agent class is about, you know, $700 and, and then hanging your license somewhere. It's, it's, it's doable. And then, you know, if you get yourself in with the right, you know, um, agency that has training and can offer that to you, I think that you can be really set up for success. Um, number one thing that I, what you focus on expands. 
So if you are striving right. to be successful, look at the positive because if you focus on the negative, that's what's going to expand in front of you. So what you focus on expands is something I remind myself every single week when I start is that what I focus on is going to expand this week. Good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Yes. Positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get more of what we focus on. Yeah. I've heard that a lot lately. Yeah. So. so those are the things that I would recommend to anyone looking to, to, to just do it also. I mean, start it sooner than later. Um, and if you are, I mean, I know myself, you know yourself, I think as an entrepreneur and with an entrepreneurial spirit, like we typically aren't going to allow ourselves to fail. Um, you know, so, so if you are that person, just do it, just do it. You're not going to fail. You're just, you and can't. as a youngster, you got plenty of time to recover. So if, much time. You know, and, and all of us can point to two or three things we failed at. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. You know, but the failures like, are where you learn, right? right. Like, yeah. Taking yeah, that I, silver lining from it. Who was it we were on with? Oh, Amanda. I said, yeah, you're, uh, we uh, interviewed Amanda Stetson with Edward Jones. And, and, you know, she's just started from nothing, you know. And I said, so you're like a 10-year overnight success, right? You know, she, right. she laughed. Because yeah. I mean, that's all you somebody see. Somebody sees, yeah. you know, that, oh, wow, you're really successful. They didn't see the blood, sweat, oh. and the tears, and the, the, all the no's, mm -hmm. and the wasted trips, and people wasting your time, and getting back in your car and go, what the heck am I doing here? Right. I, get, I really just probably should go somewhere and get a paycheck. Yep. You know, yeah. good for you. Congratulations yeah. on your success. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Guys, if you want to talk to, to Belinda, she's at, uh, her, her website is desmondsplain.kw.com. She is Belinda Desmond at kw.com for email. And if you want to get her on the phone, you got something to talk to her about, it's 617 462 9826. We'll put that stuff in the show notes, as they say. We're on YouTube. Shoot us a follow or a subscription, if you will. Um, I'm trying to get the subscriptions up over 100. We're at 68. Um, and all people that I know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're on uh, podcast lives on Podbean. So you can get it there, but it's also on Apple Podcasts. So um, click that plus button up in the upper corner. And, and uh, you know, we're slowly just um, working on world domination over here. So. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank Appreciate you so it. Much. Yeah, looking forward to, to, to doing it again. Yes, Thanks, thank Belinda. You. See you later.